As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Presenting sponsor for today's episode of Hear That Podcast Ground is Visa, a network working for everyone. All right, welcome to the latest edition of Hear That Podcast Ground. Paul Eder Jr., Jay Morrison of The Athletic are here with you for the walkout of the Bengals winning 24-21. to McPherson at the gun. Again. On, again on Thursday Night Football against the Jaguars on a wild night. Jay, I'm not going to lie. I had a lead written at halftime. I showed it to you. I said, this is why the Bengals are a laughing stock. You know, you they they built for this moment. They had the crowd. They had the momentum from the game against Pittsburgh. They had the ring of honor night. They had really aligned all of themselves for this being a real night to kind of take back the organization and take the city by storm a little bit. And they laid the ugliest, hairiest egg you've seen in the first half up until the very end with one inch until the Jaguars were about to go up 21 to nothing. And everything changed from that point forward. And they end up being uh, Joe Burrow on national TV coming out party. Yeah, we've seen that movie before. And it was good Bengals teams. Lay an egg early in prime time against the Browns on a Thursday night game. End up losing the Andy Dalton 2.0 game. Uh, they're 8-0 in 2015. Andy Dalton's looking like a MVP. Um, they're they're running the table. They come to a Thursday night game and lose 10-6 to to Houston. They, they got off to bad starts. Never overcame it. They overcame it tonight. And it was, there was a lot of reasons. But the main reason was Joe Burrow. Number nine. I mean, he... He's a difference, and, and I'm kind of like, you know, this is first of all, this is a wild game and a wilder post game of interviews. Uh, the bottom line is you end up with no panic in, in, uh, by this team at all. And 
They come out and they just instantly just go down and score on every single possession of the second half. And, you know, it took them a buck 48 to put the first one up with a deep ball to Jamar Chase. And, and Burroughs just kind of like got this look of, yeah, here we go. I got it. And everybody believes in that. Everybody just believes in it. And there's a, there's a real something to that. We talk all the time because the coaches talk all the time about chemistry and about what that means and how that manifests itself on the field. And it's stuff like this. And you, you get a sense that it's just the belief that number nine is going to find a way to do it because he keeps finding a way to do it in the biggest moments. And, uh, you know, that, that that's how you end up winning games like this, that where you look dead in the water in the first half. I mean, that, that pass to Chase to start the second half was huge. That was that just got everybody going. I mean, it was it was still a great ceremony at halftime. And but it was there was just that that hint of disappointment about how bad the team had played. Everybody's waiting for something to happen, and and that was there. And it was like they scored so fast. I was still eating my gold star chili in the press dining room because I wanted to watch the halftime show. Normally we race back there get the food. I wanted to watch the the Ring of Honor ceremony. So I was I watched that four play drive in the in the press dining room. Didn't even see it live. Uh, that's how fast they scored. That's how fast. They flipped this entire game. I mean, down 14 nothing. I, I tweeted it out during the game. They were 1-30 in their last 31 games when they trailed by 14 at any point. They're 2-30 now. That's it, It's hard to come back from 14 points in the NFL, no matter what point you're down 14, no matter who you're playing. It's a tough hill to climb, and they did it. This is the team that couldn't win one-score games. Yeah. This is the team that could never win in primetime. This is the team... There were so many knocks on them. Couldn't win on the road. Mm-hmm. And now they've won on the road. They won at home at primetime. They came back from behind. They're winning one-score games. They're winning the close games. And Joe Burrow's making those plays. So I wrote this week. I, you know, Jay, I don't like to pat myself on the back. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, this was what I was talking about. And Burrow talked about it after the game. He feels so comfortable in his knee and himself and what everyone is doing now and, and what the offensive line has shown themselves to be able to do and the way the defenses weren't going to be as intense to go against forward that it was time to take the restraints off of Joe Burrow. I think this game dictated that maybe more than they wanted to. But what do you get? 25 of 32 for 348, two touchdowns and no interceptions and the game-winning drive at the end. I mean, that is the is as efficient, as good of a quarterback game as you will see. Here's what gets me. First of all, C.J. Uzama comes in the post-game press conference in some sort of grateful dead green suit with the green shoes, and he's posing, and it's just he's – it was the C.J. Uzama game who ends up uh, – he ends up with five for 95 and two touchdowns, including – an off-script score, which is so much of what they've been really trying to get better at with Burrow, which yeah. is supposed to be a better part of his game. So that's the big thing. Like, oh, you unleash Burrow, you start to get that going. And then all of a sudden you get five minutes left at your own 10. Here comes number nine. And everybody on that sideline, I think I think it was CJ, I can't remember who said it afterwards, said, well, we won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we won. Yeah. Logan Wilson said, I mean, I, what? there's no surprise. There's no wondering there's no watching it's just okay well he's going to go down there and do it they run the most perfect four minute drill 
despite Mixon goes out, they've got all the, you know, you had receivers out. Obviously, T's not playing. You've got all kinds of things happening. And Jacksonville shows up in a cover zero look and just instinctually, Joe Burrow pulls a play out of the back of his head that they hadn't repped since camp. That is for a jailbreak screen. He said, I had to pick which side. I just went to the one that had more space, and there was C.J. Uzama. He said, promise you, that play has never been meant to be run to C.J. Uzama. <laughs> you don't run jailbreak screens to tight ends. But that's who was there, so he, knew, so he just looked at him. And C.J. says he looked at him, and he winked, and C.J. did a double take looking at Boyd like, this guy is reckless. <laughs> and just threw it, and C.J. goes and busts it up the field for what sets up Evan McPherson's game-winning touchdown. Again, C.J. Uzama puts him in position, and uh, Evan McPherson hits the game-winning field goal. That's some swaggy stuff right there. That's some, that's some swaggy stuff from number nine. Well, I mean, if you remember the, the play that set up the game-winning kick by McPherson in the opener was a, a play that never goes to C.J., and it, it happens again. It, it's just, I mean, it's it's uncanny. And the, the way that happens, you know, if people don't know that they're out there. They, those guys line up. When they go five wide, CJ could be in the slot. He could be number two. He could be number three. He could be anywhere over there. He just happened to be in the spot where the ball needed to go. They see zero blitz. Joe audibles to it. They trust CJ. And, I mean, career high in yards for him tonight. Uh, career high two touchdowns. Don't think at all that was the game plan to make this the C.J. Uzama game. But the fact that it was is just a testament, again, to to Burrow having the ability to do what all great leaders do. Make those around you better and find whatever needs to be done to get the job, to get the win. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When I wrote last year about midseason about the coach's favorite plays of his, it was always the just how intellectual and cerebral he already was out there mm-hmm. in plucking plays from his memory bank. And, he, you know, he's got this photographic memory, you know, according to everybody that talks to him and in whatever the special way they judge that stuff at the Nashville studies that we yeah. wrote about, too. But he he's he's got that way about him. And he always is talking about how he loves having the whole playbook in his memory bank that he can go to at any moment's notice. And he knew that the Jacksonville defensive coordinator had cover zero tendencies. And when they show it, they're coming. That's a Baltimore thing. And so he had a few of those in the back of his mind. And he plucks this one with all the pressure of everything we talked about at the top of this podcast. 
Ring of Honor. Things were going sideways. You better beat Jacksonville. All the momentum of two and two and two sitting there going the other way from what happened in Pittsburgh. And all of that. And you're in this moment on national TV. And it's just, I'm going to pluck something from way back there. I'm going to wink and I'm going to throw it out there. That's, it's just special. And you, you feel the guys on this team understanding how special their quarterback is. And what that, it's, you cannot put into words what that does for the confidence that everybody plays with because of it. I'm going to give myself homework. Surprise, surprise. But I want to know, when was the last time they scored on four straight possessions? And when was the last time they did it when they never had the lead? They didn't, they never had the lead in this game until the clock said zero, zero, zero. Sometimes maybe they had, they would score on four straight. There might have been a game where they just boat raced a team and scored on four straight. But when you got to have it, four straight. Scoring drives, three touchdowns, and then the game-winning field goal. Um, just, I mean, that's, you said it, that's number nine. That's the faith everybody has in him. Chips are down, got to have it. He delivers. And, you know, we should, we need to talk about that goal line stand, though. Yeah. Because when it's 14 to nothing and they're on the inch line, I mean, I, I, it was a, to me, that's a no brainer. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, from urban there. I, I don't, I don't have any problem with Jacksonville going for that. Um, the numbers would say his real screw up was not going for it. Uh, at midfield in the fourth quarter, he said he gave up 5% win probability according to the fourth down decision bot. Yes. Uh, but on the goal, I don't have any problem going for it in the goal line. That stop. I, I don't, they don't, I, I, they can say whatever they want. They don't win this game if that gets in. No. I really don't think so. I mean, you can, you can hope, but you know, you can't stick with the run a little bit and you get Mixon going like they did in the second half still. I mean, Mixon ends up with 4.2, uh, 4.2, 16 for 67. He gets dinged late. Uh, we don't really know yet. Zach Taylor said, Thinks it's a minor ankle thing, but we never really know. We'll wait and see. But he got a little banged up there. And you just – what that means, it, it changes It changes everything. It opens up when you do score so quickly in the second half. It feels like you were never even down just off the one score yeah. at the beginning of the second half. It would have been a hell of a story because I remember this. It was 1981, the Super Bowl year. Ken Anderson, who went into the Ring of Honor tonight – Terrible game in the opener against Seattle. They fall behind 21-0. They came back and won that game, and that kind of kick-started that ride to the Super Bowl that year. That's the position they would have had to have been in had Jacksonville scored there. It was the right decision to go for it. Maybe the mistake was to try the sneak because they were killing the Bengals on zone reads, and that might have been the better way to go, better chance to get in. But, yes, it was huge, and they all said – I asked CJ, you know, was there a part of you thought that would have been ball game if you go down twenty-one nothing? No player is going to say, yeah, we we didn't have a chance to come back, but they didn't have a chance to come back. The way things were going, if they're down twenty-one nothing, this is a totally different podcast right now. There's no doubt, and now they're three and one, and Evan McPherson of zero walk-off field goals in his career now has two in his first <laughs> four games, uh, and makes up for missing his first kick. The first sign of weakness, yeah. uh, where he missed the uh, 43-yarder in the first half, uh, he finishes it off and makes up for it by hitting this one. But you're three and one, and Aaron Rodgers will be here in ten days, um, and you've got two zero and three teams in your sights. There's just a lot of good in front of them. There's just so there's so much good feeling happening. It's, a lot of these guys are new, but a lot of these guys are 
there's just a little extra level of the excitement because they just haven't won. A lot of these guys mm-hmm. that are part of this team that have been around, that are the captains and leaders of this team, have never won in this league before. They've never really been in this spot to feel like they have a real chance um, for the most part. And I, I think they I think they feel that. And, you know, Zach Taylor talked about that, about how there's just there's just no panic in these guys. There's just so much belief in them. And we talked about that in Pittsburgh, uh, about how there's just so much belief in the locker room right now. And I think that showed itself in the way they were able to pop off the mat on Thursday night and find a way to get a win. On Thursday nights, man, just find a way. Yeah. It's hard. The, the defense, Logan Wilson sort of said, I-, I felt as good as I could feel tonight. He basically didn't do anything all week trying to be ready after they had to play 80-plus snaps in Pittsburgh. And mm-hmm. and they they were able to find a way against – Trevor Lawrence is a guy, man. I, it's going to be so much fun to watch yeah. him in this league. That laser he threw – to Agnew for the toe drag on the sideline is one of the best throws I've seen in person ever. I mean, he's got he's got real stuff going on, and uh, and he didn't turn it over tonight. Mm-hmm. You know that was the thing with Lawrence. He had seven picks. They he didn't he didn't make those mistakes, and it still wasn't enough because Burrow kind of got one last possession, one last possession. The defense got one stop when they had to have it. So Bengals win, and they're feeling good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of naysayers out there. Like I say, they haven't played anybody yet, which is true. But this is not who the Bengals are going to be. They're going to get better. They're getting better every game. You see it. And we, we talked about it so much. You you win early. You get the success. You start building that swag that we saw in the postgame press conferences tonight. You really feel like something's building here. And it doesn't matter that they beat teams that, that weren't as good, that, that didn't have great offenses they're three and one. That is all that matters right now. And yeah, Green Bay coming in. If, if they do win that one, then that shuts all those people up. That is a real team. That is a real offense. And even if they don't, then you turn around and you've got two of the next three against teams that are currently winless. It, it, it really does feel like something's building. And it, it, it's so crazy because had this gone the other way, it would have been the complete opposite. It would have been same old Bengals. Fire Zach. It's just it's just amazing how one half of football can totally turn everything around. All right, let's just take a quick break. Zach is uh, five and two in his last seven, dating back to last year. And you know, I, the way they talk about it is like because we all because we feed into the narratives and oh, last year's team and what about it's so far from their mind and they all kind of said it's it's just not something I can even fathom thinking about because this group is so different Mm -hmm. than anything we've had around here and the players are different the attitude is different the quarterback is different the belief in the quarterback is different you know and that's how teams change their brand right like when, when they hired Zach Taylor, I pointed to, you know, it, it only takes one change of things to make the it be like the McVeigh effect, where the Rams were a laughingstock forever. Yeah. And the McVeigh came in, and, and they're great. And they're in the Super Bowl, and now they're number one in everybody's power rankings and, and all that, right? And I'm not saying Zach Taylor is Sean McVeigh. I'm saying any. Look around sports, the Milwaukee Bucks, mm-hmm. right? Look around – 
every single sport this happens over and over again, teams change the way they're viewed quickly. Our society changes things quickly. The Bengals on national TV and Joe Burrow changed the way a lot of people viewed them tonight quickly, even if it was the Jags. And they're three and one, and they have changed the way they view themselves quickly. And all of that makes people think of 625 and one like it's, you know, a decade ago, even though it was just last year, really. You should take a picture of your laptop with your lead that, that this is why they're a laughing stock and frame it and be that'll be like the remember when this is when it all changed. It's like after the uh, the the night of the the meltdown at Paul Brown, uh, where I was gonna actually publish my Bengals finally win a playoff game story a couple of days later just to show people what it could have sounded like with the story that I had already written. Uh, the Bengals are not a laughing stock in the first half. In the first half, they were they appeared to be squandering their chances, and then it was. Joe Burrow shall lead them. Well, we uh, it is late, uh, so we are going to hopefully get our stories done and get out of here and maybe get a little sleep tonight. Uh, but either way, I hope everybody enjoyed the game, uh, and we will be back. Uh, enjoy the weekend of football, and we'll be back ne- early next week as we start preparing uh, for Packers week here for you. But for tonight, from Paul Brown Stadium, Bengals beat the Jaguars 24-21. Have a good one, everybody.